the Forever Bogus Podcast Halloween Special Semicolon Scare Zone Slash To The Max is brought to you by Big Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. That's right, folks. We're going into November, so make sure you check on in for that turkey and stuffing chili. It is wet. It has gravy. It has green beans. It's all mixed together, but I think the thing that makes it special is that chili. So when you're biting into that Thanksgiving, you're expecting that turkey taste. You get that real hot, almost sweet, damp chili taste that you that you weren't expecting. So check out Ed's. That's right. Next time you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, check out Big Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. Hey, J-Dog, yeah. Scary Dracula, did you get the new mics from Ed? Did I get the new mics from Ed? Like Mike's Hard Lemonade? No, 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 like your microphone. I just got mine in the mail today and I got her hooked up. Uh, no, I didn't. You did not? I didn't get anything. Okay, did you at least get the email with a tracking number? I have not been checking my email, I've been on the road. Okay, alright. I don't feel like elaborating any further. Talking to your mic. Talking to this mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello there, bogus listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Forever. <laughs> you really went for it. I really went for it this time. I'm excited. Was there any point while you were doing that where you said maybe this isn't worth it? Like, nope. was there any second where you said I should stop now? Nope. No. Nope. I I won it. I won it and I went for it. Thank you. Good for you. Thank you. And it's me, your ghoulish host that knows the most, B Boy. And uh, we're always joined here by the man with the plan, my best friend. Hey, uh, it's J Dog. Thanks again for having me back on the show. J Dog, we're not even scary Draculas. I'm happy to be a guest here on the Forever Bogus podcast. Once again, (laughs) get out of here. (laughs) Happy to be back. Well, uh, we always had to start this way because we are contracted to do so. But our podcast is brought to you by Big Ed's Retro Arcade and Chili. That's right, folks. Anytime you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, you got to stop on. What is it, Dead Ed Barbecue? Dude, come on. We've okay. been, this is like four episodes in, or maybe even six. Well, introduce our guest, because you know what? We have, we have a special episode today, but it's it's, we do. it's especially special because we have a special guest. That's true. But just to give you a little backstory, because do, do we need to do this? I feel like we need to do no, this. No, 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 no. Anytime you think you need to add a long six-minute backstory, <laughs> I can tell you historically for the podcast, you don't have to do that. Well, I'm going to give you a 30-second synopsis here. Big Ed is a fan of the show. That's why he wanted to sponsor us. One of his favorite episodes was Two Truths and a Lie. He wanted us to go back and touch on that topic again. But yes, we brought on a special guest. Now, Jamie, this is your turn. You did a really good job. I thought that was good. Thank you. That was less than 30 seconds. That was like... I almost wonder if that was too good. Ooh. If you should go back and do it slower. I can do it. Uh, no, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> uh, we are so happy... Listener of the show, friend of the show, author, friend of mine, Spooky Basement, we got Clay Astroman. Yeah! <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Clay, Thanks. baby! Thanks. Thanks, guys. For me, Jamie, every day is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! You got... All right, all right. You know what? I, I almost... As that left my mouth, I felt like 
something I shouldn't have said. <laughs> and uh, it was recorded and broadcasted to the world. You only shouldn't have said it because it almost caused me and my wife to have a car wreck. We were both cracking up. Oh, so. okay, okay. Well, that's no, cool. Well, I don't want you to. I don't want you to, to wreck. But thank you so much. Uh, you know this spooky truth and a lie. What is it? What is it called? Okay, so initially the the show is called Two Truths and a Lie. It's apparently a Midwestern thing. Uh, Clay. Have you ever played Two Truths and a Lie before in your life? I have not. I'm from Houston, from Texas, and oh. I think it's it's similar to Jersey, where we just we don't want to hear it. We just, <laughs> just want to be left alone. We just want to fight. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So I guess it is a Midwestern thing. Mm-hmm. That's a Midwestern thing. I think you know. I could see because my my na- uh, my parents' neighbor is from Kansas City. And I can't believe I've never brought this up to you. I got to find out exactly where she's from. But she's very much like the wife on um, Tool Time. What's her name? <laughs> Jill. Wife. Jill makes jelly sandwiches. Jelly yes, making Jill. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Good on you. I don't like listening to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> they offend me. But anyway, for those who don't know, Two Truths and a Lie is typically used as an icebreaker or a party game where you have a group of people and you express two truths about yourself and one lie and then they have to decipher which one is the lie. So we put a Halloween twist to it. So we're doing one scary truth and one lie. Yes, because we got we got three of us now. I don't want to take up your whole night. We do want to fill you with Halloween joy and and just general spookiness. Sure, um, but we don't want to take up too much of your time. So yeah, each of us has halves. <laughs> each of us has. Um, we have two stories. <laughs> I don't like podcasts. We don't want to tell stories on the podcast. We want all truths. <laughs> We want to know all truths, MAGA truths. <laughs> you know how that is. No, we've got two stories, uh, one of which is fabricated, false. It's a lie, mm-hmm. completely made up. The other one is something that is true. Uh, my stories happen to both be ghost stories. Mine as well. Oh, yeah. So so they do require you to somewhat believe in ghosts. And if you don't, you might find them both to be lies. However, we are going to tell the stories as we remember them, as they happen to us. That's right. Go for it, man. It's scary truth in the law. I'm going to tell a story. Title is, uh, The Ghosts of Alexander Covington III. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a ghost story. So if you don't believe in ghosts, you might kind of off the bat be like, well, that's the lie. But I'm telling you, like I just said, I'm just going to tell it as it happens. Believe in ghosts or believe in don't. Okay. All right. So check it out. When I when I was a kid, what kind of vacations did you guys go on as a kid with your parents? What kind of stuff? Real quick, Bryce, you start. What'd you, what'd you do? Uh, we did a lot of local stuff. So like Worlds of Fun, Branson, which is like Little Vegas, uh, going yeah. to Lake of the Ozarks. Boring, boring shit. Gotcha. Clay, what, what are we talking uh, uh, family vacations when you were a kid? Beaches, mostly. Uh, okay. Galveston Beach, Ooh. which is like an hour from Houston and smelled terrible. Hell yeah. Al- Allison from Galveston, man. <laughs> he doesn't mention in the song that it smells terrible. Smells terrible <laughs> like Galveston. It's just understood. Yeah, yeah. You just know it from the air. When I was a kid, I took the kind of vacations my, I took were like historical uh new england trips you know like i think in in hindsight we didn't have a lot of money like i I went to disney like once or twice as a kid but you know i I know people who that was their they go to disney every summer kind of thing so we took a lot of historical new england trips like you you know you stay in some crummy motel in like plymouth rock 
<laughs> sleeping in a bed a couple feet from your mom and dad, okay. hearing everybody snore and fart all night. That's and then terrible. You walk around and you see the old spooky streets and you you know do all this stuff. So that was the kind of stuff that I did all the time. We were in Massachusetts and Connecticut and and Maine, all the all the New England states, oh, histor- yeah. historical stuff. So this one happens to take place in Plymouth Rock, actually. The Rock that led to a birthplace of a nation, the Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It's the oldest part of our country, and if you travel abroad, like you travel to England and Ireland and stuff, buildings are ancient. They're like from the 1400s shit. The oldest building around here is like the early 1800s because everything prior to that fell apart. Mm-hmm. But, you know, history, the oldest places you could be, the creepiest places you could be in our country happen to be in New England. That's I think that's why it's a great zone for horror movies and stuff. And my little horror movie here takes place in Plymouth Rock, like I said. You're doing all the stuff. You're going to the shops, all the old roads, you know, broken up sidewalks and things that have been there forever. And we got to do a proper ghost tour in New England where they get a whole bunch of tourists to get on a little bus and they take them to all these haunted places. And uh, they took us to this really old, probably I think it's the oldest cemetery in the country, if I remember correctly. Wow. And, you know, I, I, I like to think that, well, I guess I don't like to think it, but I do think it. When people died back then, it's usually not good, right? You died at a ripe old age <laughs> of 30. Like infection. <laughs> Infections, tomahawk to the head, yeah. you know, like, there was, there, you know, wasn't a lot of pleasant deaths, not a lot of quiet sleep, uh, what, you know, sleepy. What is a pleasant death, I guess? Drowning? I oh, my God. This I heard this go, I would have said that's the word. What is going on? <laughs> We're gonna have to put a pin in that and definitely come back to that because okay. that's one of the that's one of those twisted things I've heard you say. That's mayonnaise sandwich level stuff. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We're in the oldest cemetery in the country, as far as I understand. I could be wrong. That's how they pitched it. But it's like, come on down to the oldest cemetery in New uh, fucking England. <laughs> new and, fucking uh, England. <laughs> new fucking England. Goddamn. <laughs> put that on a shirt. So you're in the cemetery, you're hanging out in the cemetery with a bunch of tourists. I got a nice 2003 camera, and it's nighttime. It's digital? And uh, digital camera, 2003. And that's one of the suckers of the stories, because I couldn't even put a memory card in it and out of there. I mean, it was such an old piece of junk. (laughs) Wow. You were stuck with what you had inside of it. (laughs) All of one uh, megapixel? That's it. Yeah, I think think they were like 200 200 pixels. You know, like when you look at it, it looks like... You know, garbage. Worse than stuff coming from the <laughs> Taliban, man. Like they, they had better, they have way better cameras. But uh, you know, so I'm in the cemetery, and they're 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 telling you to photograph stuff. You know, oh, they, if you see orbs, <laughs> that could be a thing. Orbs are dust. Orbs are little pieces of dust floating in front of the flat. You know what I mean? Take it from a true ghost hunter who's been there. Right. Okay? Yeah. Keep Jersey <laughs> um, weird, man. <laughs> Well, this was in New England. Keep okay, New England keep, scary. Keep New, New England, fucking England. weird. I don't know. New fucking England. <laughs> <laughs> so the group is getting a little ahead of me. And as we're going through, the, the guy's being all creepy. And he's, he's dressed in period clothing. He's like, and over this way is the grave of Sir Samuel Covington. Mm. Well, old writer who settled here in New England. Writing tales of the ocean, and I'm just, you know, and they keep walking ahead, and, and I, I take a photo, and everybody's ahead of me now by about 20 feet, and I'm in just in the dark of this old ass New England cemetery, and I take a photo, and boys, let me ask you, you ever, 
You ever get so scared you do a, a hard fart? <laughs> no, I guess I've never been like that I'm scared talking, before. Like I'm talking, that's what I'm saying. I don't. You think you've been scared until you've dropped a stack of magazines out of the back of you. I'm talking one of those farts. Imagine if you had a whole bunch of TV guides and just <laughs> like that, like a boom, a one, and it was instant. I'm okay. telling you, the moment that I saw what was on the camera. To the to me dropping a stack of magazines was about one second. Wow. It, it, my, it didn't. My body didn't even have a chance. It was just like, oh, scared. <laughs> Damn. And I dropped a step, stack of magazines so loud. What was it? It was a fucking ghost, dude. Well, no shit, but it wasn't Covington himself. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just stick around and ask him. <laughs> was it like, yeah, was it humanoid or what did it look like? Right. I guess I should have got into that. Uh, <laughs> Thank the you. The camera Clay. flashes. <laughs> And, you know, back then, those cameras, they show you for a second after you take the picture what's yeah, on the what display. you just got, yeah. and, then mm-hmm. it, and then it goes away. And so, in that second, it's a, a face that is, like, on the lower right side of the screen. But it would have had to been standing about four feet away to get that shot that I got. But still, like, it's it was super pretty, close. Pretty fucking close yeah. looking. And I'm telling you, this image, in... As it exists and in this moment is irrefutable proof of ghosts. I mean, wow. there's not like a, oh, it's an orb. You know, there was no fucking question about it. And the reason why I brought up the part before is because this happened like this. 1.4 seconds. Okay. The, the, I'm going to tell you a whole chain of events that happened in 1.4 seconds. Okay. Camera flashes. I see what's on the screen. Boom. Drop a stack of fucking, you know, those TV mail guys. away books <laughs> yeah. with the zoo, zoo books. Yeah. I drop a stack of zoo books on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I st- and I turn around to catch up to the group, and as I'm turning, I see they've all turned around because they all heard me drop that stack of magazines. <laughs> and in that same 1.4 seconds, as I'm turning to run, I trip over a small headstone, oh, no. and I split the camera in half by the seams. <gasps> what? And it is not a camera that has, like I said, it's a 2003 fucking point-and-click piece of shit. That you couldn't take the memory card out of. I had irrefutable proof that motherfucking ghosts exist. I just saw it gone, and I farted within (laughs) 1.4 seconds. And did anybody ask what happened, or they just kept walking after that? I I saw a ghost, but I didn't want... I saw a ghost, man. No, I tried to be quiet, because if you've ever done a ghost tour, Mm -hmm. that's the thing. I was 13. I had a... I should probably say what I was wearing. I had those leather (laughs) wristbands that had... Uh, metal pyramids on oh, them. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> very had, 2003. I had sh- jean shorts that were all the way down to almost my sock line. <laughs> like, they were almost it, you You bought them that way. You didn't cut them or anything. Yeah. You bought them no, that way. No, they were just long. Yes. Were they Jinkos or just <laughs> Jinko shorts? This is a little after. This is more like a Paxon special. Okay. This is like more in Fair. the era of like uh, alien. Remember UFO pants, the trip pants and stuff? Oh, yeah. Trip pants, you know. Mm-hmm point as i was getting into there's always some lady who trips and she gets so embarrassed so she tries to <laughs> cry and make it about herself like a ghost has definitely touched me you know or <laughs> pretends to faint or else i was 13 man i was cool i didn't want i didn't want that okay i was just i, I everybody just heard me fart and i like <laughs> irrefutable proof of fart and you know just there and uh so i picked myself up and uh brought myself over to my mom just like just like, you know, Ralphie at the end of Christmas Story, like, and there was an icicle, and I broke my glasses, you know? Uh, and that was it, man. The scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I know it was, when I think about that face that I saw, 
Uh, it isn't that scary. It's just a regular face. But nothing that ever scared me like that in my life has forced my body without my okay yeah. to do something. You know what I mean? Like I've ne- usually I have a say on what happens with my body. I mean, as soon as that face touched my retinas, I I I dropped a, a big stack of zoo books. Like yes. it's immediate. Like zoom. <laughs> Turned around, boom, crashed, embarrassed. Yep. Uh, the ghost of 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 whomever seemed to be haunting that New England cemetery that night, man. And I and that's and that's a tale as I remember it. You know. Have you ever drawn him? I did. Uh, yeah, I did draw him. Uh, and I've I've only gotten better at illustration since then, so I should probably revisit it. But it is starting to be one of those things that I can't quite actually picture in my head anymore. You know, it's mm. I could I could. I could picture it, but it's abstract because, I mean, we're talking about 17 years ago. You know what I mean? It's starting to get further and further in my memory where I just remember like a white, semi-transparent face, really close, cut off at the chin. But I'm telling you, irrefutable, man. Like, it wasn't an orb. It wasn't a reflection. It was a fucking face, 100,000%. You could bet your damn ass. And I like that uh, you're proof somehow doesn't exist anymore so i guess we'll find out if that's fact or fiction i know i mean that's a that's a bummer it is a real bummer about the that camera that's split in half and i tried to fix it and i tried but nothing nothing more yeah that's unfortunate all right clay baby you're up it's great great way to kick things off jamie (laughs) i appreciate the uh the part about women claiming that ghosts touch them <laughs> oh okay 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 good you paused at women and i was like did i fucking say something really bad <laughs> like you you let you hung there for a second and i was like I'm done. oh no i'm done no no what? definitely i mean you've all been on a ghost tour right and yes. if you have you could imagine a heavy it doesn't have to be a heavy woman but you can imagine a heavy woman falling you're just down digging and, you're digging a hole jamie yeah dig through the ditches baby right. burn through the witches <laughs> go ahead thanks for being here man pop out of my dragula yes as an overweight woman myself my first story is titled the tale of the old ghost who possibly wanted to touch my wiener i like it already all right so uh my wife and i moved to richmond virginia back in 2013 and we started off in a townhouse that we hadn't toured or anything prior to moving like we just saw it online And right off the bat, something seemed off with it. Hmm. It had good windows and lighting and everything, but always just seemed kind of extra dark and creepy, like even in the daytime, but especially at night. Like when my wife and I would be chilling, we never really want to be on either floor of the townhouse alone. Hmm. Damn, did this this feeling last a while? Did you say, like, were you feeling spooked out for like a while? I mean, you know, because the first day I moved into my house, I was like, I better sleep with a bat. And I did. I actually slept with a bat, but like, uh, you know... So this this lasted a while. This it was spooky yeah. feeling. I mean, you could pick up on it as soon as we moved in, but it, it persisted through our lease, which was only one year. Cause a we bad got a bad energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just What'd a bad say? energy. Okay. All right. Like I wish I could say door slammed shut or lights flickered, but they never did. What did happen a lot, and only in this apartment, is my pants would constantly unzip. What? Like it got, <laughs> it got to the point that my wife thought I must be R-worded or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. They <laughs> could tell me to zip up my pants. Okay. You know, the way you're telling this story, too, I could hear Big Pete telling this story. This yes. sounds like, you know what I mean? The, yes. You have a cadence that's much like Big Pete, uh, you know? <laughs> And I like it. That's a good compliment. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> highest praise. Oh my gosh. 
Did I say big head? No, you said big. No, you said big. Okay, just make sure I didn't have one of those brain. Oh fuck! I could be having a stroke. This would be be so shitty. Local podcaster has a stroke while talking about ghosts. It wouldn't even be a local podcaster. You're not known as a local podcaster. I'm a local humorist. There you go, local humorist. That's it. Okay, sorry. So this ghost is going around unzipping your fly. Oh hell yeah, dude! So my wife would always get on me about zipping up my fly. Um, and because of that, I became like extra conscious of when I would zip it up. She'd see me do it. And then like five minutes later, they'd be down again. Weird. So the only other thing that happened, I mean, is if that's not bad enough is I had horrific recurring nightmares in this townhouse and only in this townhouse. They're really like night terrors. So nearly every night I would dream about this old crone standing at the bottom of the stairs and I'd watch her slowly ascend toward our bedroom as though I was seeing it through an external camera. Ooh. Like a spooky fucking like Lakitu following her around. What? And she'd start giggling and rasping as she got to the top of the stairs and then enter our bedroom and stand at the edge of the bed watching me sleep. What the then fuck? Then the perspective would switch to mine and my eyes would open into the blue dark room and i'd see her standing over me smiling with this hideous rictus like i'm getting like goosebumps just talking you're about getting it. me goosebumps Damn. it's actually a very very scary if, if this turns out to be a uh, made-up crony uh junk here you better write this because this is a good <laughs> story. seriously yes so yeah this is every i won't say if it's if it's true or not but every night if this were true i'd will myself awake usually with a scream that would straight up traumatize my wife and cat and then the process would repeat the next night so, like, maybe I was actually R-worded and not zipping up my pants properly. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, r- remiss is the R-word. There you go. Thank you. Or maybe you. the stress of grad school was making me have bad dreams. But there was a night right before we moved at the end of our lease. And we, again, only stayed there a year because we hated it so much. My wife and I were sitting on the couch watching TV. And then all of a sudden, she jumped backward and gasped. I asked her what the deal was. And she was, like, trembling and told me that out of the corner of her eye, she saw a woman's hand stroking the side of my face. What? Yeah, so we got the fuck out of there, and then I never had those dreams ever again. We got mad questions for you, bro. Seriously, okay. I do. There's so, a bit more to the story, too. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But before we get to that, uh, your wife knows about your night terrors. Like, she knows about the woman and the perspective and everything like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it was, it was nightly. Okay. Are we assuming... I mean, I know what I'm assuming, and I know what probably... The listeners are assuming, but are you at this point in time assuming that the lady you're seeing in your dreams is also trying to grab the grab your peepee? <laughs> I think it's it's possible. Yes. Okay. 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 If it were the same hand, and she didn't see enough detail to know if it was like an old hand or what, it was mm. just a woman's hand caressing you the side of my face. Basically, what I'm wondering are you are you connecting these things in your head? Are you saying it's weird that my zipper keeps coming down? It's also weird I keep having this dream, yeah. lady dreams, yeah. mostly from the dreams, and they were always the exact same where she would bust up and just stand at the edge of the bed, like smiling and laughing. I'm like looking pumped watching me sleep. And it wasn't yeah. overtly sexual, but it wasn't menacing okay. by any means. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what, I find this to be very scary and I think it's a great story, but I think there's people out there that might be rock hard about this. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost going, going after him. But she was, dude, she was, she was not hot. Aww. And the, the, <laughs> tiny little uh, appendix here. Okay. So when, when weed became legal in Virginia, I immediately started growing it. 
And after our first crop, I made edibles because we don't smoke in the house. Okay. So I, I made these strawberry chocolate chip cookies with cannabis infused butter. That sounds amazing. And actually being R-worded, we each ate half of them not knowing how much it would affect us. Oh, I'll tell no. you right now, you're in the scare zone. Yes, yeah. you when are. You, when you eat that much edible, you're in the scare in zone. In a haunted yeah. house? Yeah. Dude. It, it's coming. <laughs> okay. So nothing happened for about three hours. And then my wife and I just wrote it off as a bust and we started getting ready for bed. And uh, we have a Ghoulies 2 poster hanging above our toilet. And as I was pissing, I noticed all of the Ghoulies start to emerge out of the poster. So you're like, it's like, hitting hard. <laughs> like 3D effect with no glasses, which is awesome. But the rest of the night was not. And I even have a note here that Jamie, you and I talked about okay. being in the scare zone. Yeah. Okay. And this this is the scare zone. You're 100% the scare zone. Yeah. All right. We're, Everything is just terrible and terrifying, but the worst part came when I was just lying in bed trying to, to will myself to sleep, and suddenly I sensed the old crone from the townhouse standing at the bottom of our stairs no. in our new house. No. So I was convinced I had opened a portal to our old townhouse, and she was now in our new house coming up to get me. So I went into <laughs> full-blown panic as I just saw her climbing the stairs, and then uh, I, I quickly realized that I could open a portal to my childhood home on the side and it would serve as like a, a symbol of love or light, like in a, like the gate yes. or the haunted mask yes. books. This is uh, perverted Donnie Darko at this point. It kind of is. You're just opening wormholes and stuff yeah, like actually, that. Stuff, I, man. See, I saw Donnie Darko like in high school on a date once, but I, I didn't that's the see exact, much That's of the it. time to see it is on high school on a date. <laughs> yeah. and, then you, and then you convince her that you understood it so you look smart and everything like that right that's that's the best time to see that movie that's you true I mean? rooting yeah yeah so maybe subconsciously i ripped it off her overtly and this is my i'm not lie, saying you ripped it off i'm not saying you ripped it off at all it has almost nothing I to do with the it plot. there's it no rabbit no, it's, no. <laughs> did you guys think that the lady smurf was hot what are you doing? What? Okay, sorry. It was a Di- it was a Donnie Darko reference. <laughs> Donnie Darko oh, reference. Shit. Okay. Is. Anyway, continue, continue. I'll, I'll entertain that. It's not you. actually. <laughs> you know why, Bryce? Because in very Bryce fashion, that's not the quote at all. It's not. I know exactly what you try. No, no, no. What's no. the quote? He talks. It's, did you of- think the Dinah Rider was hot? Yeah. <laughs> no. This must be the in the extended version that I have. No, he t- he said he brings up the Smurfs, but he doesn't ask if the if the girl Smurf is hot. Okay, maybe I'm putting Wayne's World and Donnie Darko together. <laughs> Listeners, write in who's right who's right about this because I could one of us is very wrong right now. It's probably me, <laughs> uh, uh, Clay. I got to tell you that story is actually pretty bone chilling for real. I like as I I like to be funny on the show. I like to try to that's my I just want to make people laugh, you know, but as you were telling the story, I was getting very selfish. I stopped thinking about the show and I was just like I want to hear this story for myself. Like, yeah. I, you know, I stopped thinking about making the show entertaining and I was like I you I mean you were making it entertaining your own way, but I stopped worrying about being doing bits cuz I, I thought that was such a creepy fun story. Thanks, man. That's how the the, the last episode was with y'all. It's like the, the glass mansion I, I dwell on. I think about mm, it almost every too. It's day. terrifying. It's fucking awesome, man. Well, now, I mean, I almost feel embarrassed about my Plymouth Rock ghost because <laughs> that that story was way better. Yeah. Uh, shit. So, Br- Bryce, what questions do we want to ask him before we move on to your story? Because I got a lot of questions. I got a feeling that Clay's not done with this because he opened up a That's portal it. to his... The portal worked. Oh, so the it, portal it made her go her away. With, oh, yeah, you know, light and purity and, and true love of, of innocence, and that was enough. I never 
saw her again or or thought about it. But okay. we also haven't entered the scare zone again. True. It's kind of one and done with that. I, w- I almost wish I opened portals when I went to the scare zone. I just think about how I got to pay my taxes and stuff. Damn. Dude, that's, I still love scare that zone. story's got to come up at some point when you went in the restaurant oh, on the scare zone. Shit. I never told that on here. I guess right, not. I won't do it now, that, that but we have, we have a good story. I think. We have a Monster Mania story for the future. That's okay. major scare zone. Okay. It's really good. Great story, man. I think that um, if I am to believe that this one is true, don't answer it yet, of course. If I am to believe this one is true, I think that obviously the stuff with the portals, we are to presume you were just, you were feeling the purple raspberry <laughs> edible, whatever the fuck. But the first part about having the dreams and they could enter your dreams and... Uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, that's terrifying. Shit, I don't know, man. I, I, that could be that if ghosts are real, that could be true. You know? Yeah. I think it's possible. All right, Bryce. Okay. Okay. My uh, what's, title. What's the title of yours? Yeah, let's hear it. The title of my first story is the tale of the mysterious phone call. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Very Are You Afraid of the Dark. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> I see the, the fire go up. Yes, exactly. Me throwing in the brown sugar. Submitted for approval for the Midnight Society. There we go. Submitted for <laughs> approval of Midnight Society. So I don't think I made this explicit on the uh, podcast or not, but my great-grandma, uh, her name is Clarissa, but we call her Sissy. She preferred to be called Sissy for whatever reason. We share the same birthday. I think she was like... 65 or something like that when when i was born so we were relatively close uh she was very paranoid about everything like she didn't want me to even look at a tree because i wanted to climb it but anyway uh she unfortunately passed when i was nine or ten years old and it was kind of hard for everybody in the family because she was kind of the rock of the family but for whatever reason uh, when she was in the hospital, because she died of a brain aneurysm, otherwise she was super healthy. So it was kind of like unexpected and out of nowhere. Uh, my parents were in the hospital, but they left me and my in charge of my brother for whatever reason. I'm like nine or 10 years old. It was the <laughs> 90s. It was the late 90s. So you really didn't think of like people breaking into your house or ghosts trying to attack you or t- touch your wee-wee. So that's that's always uh, important, I guess. <laughs> but only at Walmart. Only at Walmart. Damn. Um, <laughs> right, 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 right. I know those Walmart ghosts. Yes, yeah. So Can I just add to your story really quick? Go I ahead. I want to interject this just really, brief, re- really briefly. Your first mistake here... Never have the same birthday as a ghost. That's the thing. You should have never done that. <laughs> she I don't even know if that. it was if she became a ghost or not, but we'll find out. I'm just so saying. we're hanging out and uh, in my in my kind of a larger house because we had recently moved to Brookfield. So we it was our first house that my my family owned. It was rather large. Um, the only reason why I say it's rather large because there was a, a a room in the basement. For some reason, I always equated it to uh, the Adams family, so I was always kind of scared to even look down in the basement towards that that room because it was like the guest room, so nobody really went into it. It was always like dark and dirty, kind of dingy. But anyway, it could have been a fun slide in gold in there, man. Maybe, <laughs> dude. Maybe, or I can find uh, Christina Ritchie in there. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't the ghost, man. She was the ghost, man. You got that all messed up. <laughs> so my brother and I are hanging out, probably playing a Super Nintendo or something. And uh, I, I think I went upstairs to grab a water or whatever. And the phone rang. And I was always taught to not answer the phone if I did, not to say, like, I'm home alone or whatever, you know. Or if my parents weren't there, I'd be like, yeah, they're in the bathroom. They'll call you later. Whatever. So I felt comfortable <laughs> enough to answer the phone. I just like imagining you answering it 
<laughs> Hello, this is Bryce. I'm home alone. Hey, this is Bryce. I'm home alone like Macaulay Culkin or Jamie Kilsby uh, no, in I'm, second grade. I'm even grade. thinking your, your mom answered saying, now Bryce is taking a poop. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Bryce, is poop. Bryce is not here right now. Bryce is taking a poop. What's your mom's accent? She got a Midwest thing going on? Uh, she, it's a bit of a hick accent. She's like, Bryce, Bryce is taking a boom Bri- boom right Bryce, now. Bryce is taking a boop. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what's a southern way of taking a shit? I don't want to stop your story, but like, what's a, what is what is that? What, I don't what do know. They say in Kansas City? I'm probably taking a shit, honestly. All right, Bryce is taking a shit. I like Bryce, to say I, dropping the kids off at the pool. I think gotcha. it's funny. It's very much a dad joke. But I'm just that's picturing your mom saying that when people call when you're a kid. Sorry, continue. Yeah, okay, phone okay. call. So I hear the phone ring. I'm contemplating about answering it. I'm like, I I think I feel comfortable enough to do it. I pick it up and I say hello, and it's silence. So I'm like a little scared, a little confused. And right before I hang up, I hear like breathing. So I'm like, hello? And nobody answered. So I hung it up. And I just like brushed it off. It's like, maybe they got the wrong number. And so I, I grabbed my drink, which is probably like, I don't know, cherry Pepsi. Cause we were uh, a Pepsi household walking down the stairs to go tell my brother what happened. And as soon as I hit the bottom step, I hear the phone ring again. So I make my way back up. I pick up the phone and I say, hello. And it's my mom. Bricer. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's my mom. And she's like, are you, are you okay? Are you sitting down? I'm like, what's going on? And apparently my great grandmother had just passed away moments before. Damn. So in my head, for some reason, I immediately connected to, oh, it's my grandma, my great grandma telling me goodbye for the last time. Nice. And... I mean, it gave me goosebumps thinking about that, but at the same time, it kind of made me feel pretty good. Like it, I was sad that she was pa- like she had passed, but I wasn't like devastated. I'm like, oh, I won't get to see her again, but she still had her last moment to say goodbye to me. So I, for some reason, um, I always always felt comforted by it. it it's it's That's a awesome. story that I'm not really scared of, about. I always kind of felt comforted by that. Well, the assignment was scary stories. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That, yeah, <laughs> but, just real sad stories to tell in the dark. Hey, you know what? I want to tell you, man, I think that you can... I think this kind of stuff happens because... What was Britney Spears' first hit? What was that, what was that called? Uh, uh, Baby Hit Me One More one, Time? One or, more time. Hit Me One yeah, More think, Time? Or, yeah, or, I think that's what it is. Oh, baby, baby. How about it? She has a schoolgirl outfit walking yes. around. Yeah, I think I think you could make I think you could manifest these these things because uh, back in 1998, my mom went to labor with, with with my sister. I was wondering what the gender was going to be, and I listened to that song a couple times in a row, and it turned out to be a sister. I think I made that happen by listening to, you know. <laughs> so I think you could make that stuff happen. You with interrupted my and, story for that. Yeah, yeah, man. Because wow. I think you. Oh, I thought your story was done. I mean, it pretty much is. I was gonna put an asterisk in it because there was a kind of a part two. And it's not really scary, what is, but she funny. reaches into the grandma reaches through the phone and gets you. I guess so. That's no, me. but see, my, now, that's fucked up. You set up a fucked up situation because I can't make jokes about it because it's your grandma passing. Right? That's very true. <laughs> my nature is to lie. <laughs> my nature is to like make jokes about things, and you specifically said, and you know, she called me, and it was really fucking sad because she was dead. And I'll never have that moment again. And I'm like, damn, how am I supposed to dunk on you now, dude? <laughs> but there is a, a kind of a part to this that's kind of funny. My 
great-grandparents on my dad's side passed away soon before I went to college. They were like, they were almost 100 years old when they passed. They were very, very old. But I got their old phone, like the rotary phone. I got that. And when I moved into my dorm room, I plugged in the phone into the cable uh, wire to see if it worked. And it does work. It was a lot of fun. And my buddy, who is my roommate, brought one of her his friends over to hang out. And she commented about the phone and how cool it was and everything. And we got to hanging out. We started watching a movie. And out of nowhere, the phone rang. That phone rang. And I picked it up, and there's nobody on the other end. Whoa. So my mind instantly went to that one time, the story I just told you about. And I'm like, fuck, are these my great-grandparents now calling me? <laughs> and so I was like, kind of freaked out a little bit. But then I hung up the phone. I'm like... That was strange, right? And they're all like, yeah, whatever, the wrong number. As soon as I sat down, it rang again. Went over, picked it up, nobody on the other line, once again. And so now I'm starting to freak out. And so I put the phone back on, the ringer, sit back down, the phone rings once again. I pick it up, and I hear laughing. It's my friend's other friend, found uh-huh. my number, and called the phone multiple times. She thought it'd be funny. <laughs> But then, so then I had to explain this whole story about when I was nine and how my great grandma, who I shared a birthday with, died <laughs> and called me before she passed on to tell me goodbye. It was a whole fucking thing. Did they, did they know that when they called you? When they were prank calling you? They did not know any of that. They did not know any of that. That's, that's the point I'm trying to get to is there's kind of a coincidence. But anyway, it was a funny prank. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is a fun, it's I definitely guess. a funny prank. <laughs> the the bit about the grandma uh, is is sweet, and it's also a little sad, uh, but it doesn't leave a lot of room for me to comfortably make jokes about it. You're welcome um, to. Uh, Clarissa did explain it all. She was kind of a bitch, but uh, she was she was still oh, a, a good grandma. I wasn't gonna do that bit. I wasn't gonna do that bit. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you did a way worse bit than I was. Gonna did do. I? Yeah, Damn, I was now I'm going to get a random phone call tonight. Uh-oh, hold on. <laughs> Hello? I heard you call me a bitch, Pricer. Oh. Okay, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Nobody can see that anyway. Bryce, I, I really like that story, man. And I think it's sweet. And it reminds me of, like, celebrity ghost stories, you know? And yeah. there's always a couple of them that end in happy. Like, and I think they just wanted to be let go. And then there's some, some nice music, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it feels it feels good. It feels like a ghost, but you're maybe a little scared of. But then it was a sweet like thing, you know. Alice yeah. Cooper again on the show. He's like, hey, you know, there's a ghost in my house, and you know, all the guy wanted was a friend. And then it ends, <laughs> Thanks, you know Alice. what I mean? And then he goes. Away. <laughs> so all right, so uh, I'm gonna I don't really have a title because I am a different kind of artist, man. You know, I don't I. <laughs> I float ideas into the universe, and that's my art. You you're know? just BSing and winging. I think we learned from that. <laughs> learned that from the last episode. You're really good at BSing. No, my art is just putting ideas into the universe, and I just do that regularly. <laughs> Damn it! And it's not a tangible kind of thing you guys can see, you know. Sure. It's, but I'm, it's, I'm like planting plants of <laughs> ideas, and they're just scattering through the universe. That's my art, essentially. Okay. Uh, here's another New England ghost story. Because I do feel like if if places in America are haunted, I think a lot of these ghosts are in New England because it's just the oldest part of our country. I think, like I was saying, people didn't die well back then. You didn't die peacefully. It was a lot of sickness. You didn't really make it past like third. Uh, Thirty was like a pretty long life, you know. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, we're, I we're wouldn't want to live that long. <laughs> we're we're, <laughs> that we're three period. guys. 
that you know just want to watch Nickelodeon tapes. Exactly. But there's but back then you have six kids and they all hate you because you're a bad drunk and you live in a little cottage on the prairie. You know what I mean? It's a very different life back then. So when you die, you know, you get little spooky ghosts get left behind. You know, like some kind of they're mean. They're angry. You Where keep, are we going? You die with, with this? anger. Because I'm saying, I'm saying that I'm saying that New England is haunted. Okay. All right. <laughs> and it, and that's why because people died young and it's not you know a good way to die. Anyway, this one is in Salem, Massachusetts, which I've been a few times, and uh, my wife and I got engaged there actually. Um, so it, it holds a, a special place in our heart, and then we we would always go uh, once once a year. We haven't been in a while since like COVID and stuff, so I want to go back. But uh, lots of spooky stuff to see there. And as a matter of fact, like, it only really became a Halloween town uh, post-Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Um, I got talking to an old guy in town, and he was like, this, this, this shit started with Hocus Pocus. You know, because meanwhile, I'm like, is this always like this? And there's just, like, this big pumpkin, like, bouncing <laughs> on down the street and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so we stayed in a place called the Hawthorne Hotel. And that's the place she always wanted to stay because in the film Hocus Pocus, uh, there's a the, the adults are at a big, giant Halloween party, if you guys recall that. Yes. Uh, so that's a real party in real life, but it doesn't take place where it takes place in the film. It actually takes place in yearly in the Hawthorne Hotel. Okay. So we just kind of thought it'd be cool if we were in the place where the big adult party happens in the movie and wherever. But this was a very historic hotel, and it, it was filled not only you know with history, but physical pieces of history like letters and paintings and portraits and stuff and and there was uh you know a letter from nathaniel hawthorne to his mother you know uh dated god i don't know 18 something man and he's saying uh he was young when he wrote this letter he's like mother i have been kicked from university for gambling and drinking (laughs) henceforth i will need you to send more dollars as soon as possible, send a courier and make it one day, please. Thank you. Love you much, Mom. Chop, chop. <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> so I got, this, I got the sense Nathaniel Hawthorne was just like a, like a frat boy. Yeah, an entitled of, brat. Of the, you know, revolutionary era dog, like early America. You know, he's a frat boy. He's going to university. He's getting kicked out. He's got girls in the room. <laughs> and that's the kind of ghosts that are in Massachusetts, man. Um, <laughs> party ghosts. <laughs> so we check into the Hawthorne Hotel. And uh, we get our room. We show up really late. It's dark as hell out. And actually, the Hawthorne Hotel is uh, like 50 feet away from the uh, Salem Witch Museum, which is this big old church-like building with these red lights glowing out of it and stuff like that. And it's so like, you're already, it was already kind of spooky. It, it was spooky. spooky. We were movie. already spooked because we showed up at night because I had to work that day. So we didn't get there till late. It was dark out. It was rainy. The streets were clear because of the rain. Uh, so we were like the only fucking souls as we walked onto the street and, uh, we get into the hotel and like, there's nobody at the front desk and the fucking place is empty. Like no one's there. Weird. No one's there. And so we see this, uh, like keypads or, you know, like little, little keys on the thing. And we find ours is just there. So we're like, oh, I guess they knew we were coming. They- so the front person just dipped out. They're like, nah, I'm done with tonight. It's raining. <laughs> old, old hotel, man. I mean, this is like. This is a. This looks like the haunted mansion, man. But it's they keep it nice. But it looks like you when you look in, you go, oh yeah, ghosts in there, definitely. Yeah. Um. So we uh, go up to our room, and as we get to our hallway, long ass hallway, like The Shining, dude. And uh, I see a lady at the end, 
And it's like, whatever, man. She's getting into her room, too. First person we've seen since we've been here. We keep walking, and as we're getting we're getting closer to her, we're like, shit, I think we're like her neighbor. Like, isn't it weird that the only person here is our... And then we're getting even closer. I'm like, oh, shit, that's our room. And then, like, right when she walks away, as we're getting kind of close, and we're like, oh, shit, maybe she was, like, a maid. Maybe she was something. Okay. I don't know. So we go in. Room is dope as hell. Old. New England. Like, we're talking lighthouse. The two dudes in the lighthouse, man, black and white. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're talking about, man. One-to-one one ratio, yeah. One-to-one one ratio. Tight. Tight in there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, anyway, room's cool. We scope it out. It's got a good view of Main Street, whatever. It looks nice overlooking the... I really want to go back, actually. It's getting me interested. I'm getting hard, actually. Uh, <laughs> Watch out for them ghosts, Jamie. Yeah. I go to sleep. I lay down. Similar to your story is uh, earlier, Clay, when you said, you know, you would have these dreams of the boy. So I, I just, I wasn't sure if I was dreaming or not. I woke up and I was looking at the light from the green light on the street, at Main Street, that's coming through the window. That's the only thing really keeping the room lit. I kind of see, like, silhouette maybe of a lady in a dress looking out the window she's not looking at me she's looking out the window and then uh i'm like i think i'm fucking dreaming actually and then you know as, as i start to wake up a little more my heart's beating faster because i'm like i don't think i'm dreaming and i don't <laughs> think that's a coat hanging over i think it's a fucking person no and then i like just kind of um, if i close my eyes for a while maybe it's not going to be there anymore when i open it and i did and it was still there, and I closed it again. I was like, all right, maybe this time, you know, fucking that won't be there when I open it. I opened it, and it wasn't. And I said, oh, that's fucking sick, dude. And uh, I'm glad <laughs> that's, that's over. sick, dude. Those edibles hit me real hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that's over. And I rolled over, you know, went to sleep. I get up in the morning, and uh, now I could see the place is light. People are walking all through. Everybody's got danishes in both hands and stuff like that. Walking the hallways. And uh, so you can imagine if this was a movie, there's upbeat music playing at this part. Like everything's cool now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right, nice. Yeah. I go grab some danishes for my wife and I. I start walking up the stairs and I'm noticing that outside of every door, outside of every room, uh, there's a picture of a person of noteworthy history who has stayed in that room. Okay. And uh, I'm looking at just like writers and poets and politicians and stuff from all through early American history who stayed in this hotel in that room. And then uh, I get two hours. I guess I didn't see it the night before. It was darker in the hallway. I was spooked. I wasn't paying attention. The fucking, of course, the portrait outside our door is the woman I saw standing outside of our room is the woman I saw Whoa. when I opened my eyes at night. What? And this lady. Yeah. She, was a, she was a poet. And uh, Did she die there? I don't think she died there. Okay. Which, you know, adds a lot to the this, this story. Like, I think maybe if we're to believe that ghosts are real, you know, if they get stuck in a place, maybe that means one thing, but maybe she felt really good when she was in the Hawthorne Yeah, maybe hotel she enjoyed and, it. And maybe she her, wanted to come back to it. Parts of her energy that are left behind are left there because she felt good when she was there. And she or maybe the, she did a bunch of writing there. Positive. So yeah, like, some, the energy you know, kind of stuck there. I, we ought, we see ghosts and, you know, fucking Blumhouse makes us think that it's always going to turn around and have a big, wide mouth and try to choke us. <laughs> right. Hey, are you washing dishes? Chub scare. You know. Oh, fuck. Yeah, drop some popcorn and shit. Um, but sometimes they're just writers who are revisiting places where they had a lot of joy in their lives. 
or maybe not joy maybe she broke up with somebody there we don't know True. we just yeah. she didn't seem scary well i was scared but she didn't <laughs> i didn't seem scared i didn't seem threatened let's put it that way i was scared because it was something beyond my understanding but i wasn't scared i didn't feel like i was going to get hurt or attacked hmm. it was like looking into a biblically accurate angel you know you would feel hmm. like your body vibrating, kind of looking at it. So, so even though like your heart was racing the night before, you didn't like feel any bad vibes. Like you didn't feel any uh, any terror from. I almost from this. shot a brick out of my back when I first looked at her, man. <laughs> just boom, hard. No hard more zoo books. It went straight to to, <laughs> to no, bricks. Just a brick shot right through the window, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Kate's like, I didn't know we got a vibrating bed. No, uh, I was just <laughs> shooting Dukes. No vibe, just boom, boom, boom. No, I was scared uh, initially when I saw her. Um, and I was scared until she went away. And then once she went away, I was like, all right, that's tight. I think I get it. <laughs> because, you know, when you're when you're three quarters of the way asleep, you, you have a more understanding of things. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was, I, I'm like three quarters of the way asleep. I start thinking about the game Croc from PS One. Hell oh, yeah, dude! Fuck. I had that right and here. I start going, I get it. Such a good soundtrack. Yeah, dude. I, did you know that was? Oh, uh, it was holy a, shit! Bryce is holding up a copy of Croc. What'd you say? Sorry, it was made as a spec uh, Yoshi game. Interesting. The developers made a 3D that. Yoshi game and tried to pitch it, and Nintendo was having none of it. So there was they like, right, fuck it, Croc. <laughs> wow. Well, I think uh, I know what is the truth and what is the lie here, but I guess we'll find out at the end yeah. of the episode for sure. We'll find but, out. All right, Clay, we're on to your last story, buddy. Okay. So story two is the tale of Pumpkinhead getting shot at Six Flags Astroworld. What? Whoa. <laughs> I like the long title. <laughs> so <laughs> if you've ever read my second book, you know I friggin' love theme parks. Yes. Especially. Especially when they're decked out for Halloween or Christmas, and especially for Halloween. So this love stems maybe a little from going to Disneyland once when I was like seven, but mostly from growing up just a stone's throw from Six Flags Astroworld in Houston, Texas. Mm. You may recognize Astroworld as the namesake of the Travis Scott album and the themesake <laughs> oh, of the shit. concert where a bunch of people got trampled to death last year. It is. <laughs> Oh, yep. fuck, dude. Same part. <laughs> he wrecked that for you guys. He really <laughs> <Yeah>. did. <laughs> well, now all you think about is murder. Now all you think about is murder. Because people got murdered. Astro World. <laughs> he definitely ruined eBay searches for me. Oh. <laughs> but uh, the park itself has been defunct since 2005. And there's a really good defunct land episode about it. Um, but my brother and I friggin' love the place, and I still do. I found the soundtrack that was used throughout the park. Huh. Is this or is this their Halloween soundtrack for the Halloween season? Yeah. Oh, I have everything. Wow. I have all the little yes. individual zones, yes. but all the Halloween oh, music. Oh, that's so too. sick. That's so sick. All right, dude. let's play some now. Asheville was in the middle of the city of Houston, and for that reason, it always had more of an edge than other parks that I went to. It's so like I went to other Six Flags when I'd visit friends or family in other parts of the country, but none of them really compared to the urban Texas, Texas vibe of Astroworld, <laughs> especially in the mid to late 90s. Hmm. So this was the height of gangster rap, and the park reflected it. Ooh. Like, even the merchandise had stuff like Looney Tunes t-shirts. Oh, oh yes. Taz and, yes, yes! Taz and Tweety would be rocking blue or red bandanas oh and bugs would be holding, like, a fucking... Throwing gain signs and everything? <laughs> Yes. Let me explain a really good piece of art to you. It's Bugs Bunny, and he's got big jeans on. 
and they are <laughs> it's yeah, bag. They're, they're baggy, bagging. and you yes. can see his underwear, <laughs> and he's holding a gun perspective <laughs> close to the where the perspective is close yes. in your face that's good ass art dude. that's, that's art. some of my that's favorite art. art no that's, that's really that's some of my favorite art Wait, and i'm on, sure man. that was that was sold at six flags oh yeah <laughs> it was ubiquitous every you could buy it everywhere everyone was wearing it people were wearing it on the water slides Fucking hell wow. yeah, dude. so yeah it had edge but unfortunately this edge would come back to bite him so as it is at any six flags park now the halloween event at ashore was called fright fest started in 1985 and ran to the park closed in 2005 mm, that's unfortunate yeah uh, my brother and I went there as often as we could even though we were shit scared of the haunts <laughs> and with good reason because in the early days just like the rest of the park the haunts did not fuck around <laughs> so Dang. when we were little kids they even had age restricted haunts wow so like there would be like a forest maze haunt that you had to be 16 or older to even enter Damn. and someone would be just chasing you with a chainsaw you're scared. you are scared in that line I, I tell <laughs> yeah. you when you're in that line you're thinking what if I really die you know that, yes, uh, why yes. does that happen when we go into haunted houses and shit right before we're on we're like what if like one of them really gets me and I'm dead yeah. I'm dead so shit. it's even scarier like cause we couldn't go in them so we'd be passing these like bizarre domes and hearing and these screams and, and we hear the screams yeah. chainsaws but knowing we weren't even old enough to like to, to mentally handle it <laughs> it just made it that much scarier right. um, so we couldn't go into those but we did go into the all ages ones like one was called Ariana's Castle of Doom, where monsters with no shit shoot guns and cannons with blanks directly in your face. Wow. <laughs> and another was the Phantom Funhouse of Fright, where grown men would come out with torn clothing from being attacked by the insane clowns that posseed up in there. ICP was all up in there? <laughs> wow. <laughs> So it was, the, it was the wild west of haunts and in the best way. So like before lawsuits and litigation, before do not touch the monsters and they won't touch you. Right. Rules. They were really <laughs> tugging on the necks of people's shirts, you know, and you come out of that, oh, you yeah. come out of that ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese and your shirt neck is stretched all the way down the bottom of your chest. <laughs> it's like, where'd That's you come with a V-neck? <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, man. <laughs> So before all that and before straight up murders, which brings me to the true crime story of this story. Oh, gosh. So the MC of Astral Sprite Fest was known as Pumpkinhead, and he was literally Sam Hain from the real Ghostbusters. Fuck, I've yes. A couple pictures of him I can show you. Yes. So he's just a towering monster in a cloak with a jack lantern over his head. Wow. And he would kick off every Fright Fest night with an opening ceremony and then end it when the park closed at midnight by literally chasing people through the park and back out the entrance. So <laughs> Get on between- out of here! <laughs> Man, I'm fucking stoked yes. on this, dude. I'm fucking stoked In between the times when the park opened and closed, he would choose random haunts to hide in and pop up where you least expected him. So you were already worried about like the normal stupid alien monsters and cosmic creatures of fright, which was a an alien circus freak show haunt. But now you had to wonder if Pumpkinhead was going to bust out of some radioactive barrel and scare the shit out of you. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Sure, man. Uh, is pu- so Pumpkinhead is his name? Yeah, okay. Pumpkinhead. And there was a Mrs. Pumpkinhead or a Bride oh, of Pumpkinhead. Oh shit, he got fucking Bride hitched, of Pumpkinhead? Yeah. You, wow. you know what? I guess if you have a pumpkin for a head and you find a woman with a pumpkin for a head, you gotta marry her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's know, a lot. Know, I think in a way we've all arranged. married. We've all, you know, we should all be so lucky to marry our <laughs> pumpkin. True. But, um, uh, shit, man. Okay, so there's a, co- a scare actor 
uh, dressed as Pumpkinhead, right? He's a guy in a costume who runs around. Mm-hmm. But there's regular other lower tier costume characters running around, right? Scare actors. Sure, yeah. So it's gotta be kind of an honor if Pumpkinhead gets you, because that's like Stone Cold getting you at the height. Like he's the star that's of the true. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're exactly. not getting spooked by X Pac or any like the lower guys of wrestling. You're scared <laughs> of the higher guys of wrestling. Yeah. So that's an honor. I would be dude, I tell you what, I'd be so scared, dude. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, it was extra terrifying. Now it's super fucking hype. I would be looking for pumpkin. Yeah, right, the whole right? night. I want to be because it's like catching a Pikachu. I want to be scared by the main one. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't need the little ones, the teams that work at Spencer's the rest of the year. I want to be scared by the main one. That's what I want. Blastoise. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> all right. So yeah, this is what was going on. You were worried about running into Pumpkinhead in these haunts. It would just put you on extra edge going into them. And this applied to everyone, kids and adults. Because one fateful night in 1996, Pumpkinhead was hiding in a coffin inside Ariana's Castle of Doom. And we, he leapt out to scare the patrons. A guy got so startled that he pulled out a gun and shot Pumpkinhead square in the chest. No! And he died. Damn! So Robert Earl Davis, the dude playing Pumpkinhead that year... Died being transported to the hospital. That's oh, terrible. That. Shit. Now, <laughs> let me ask you a question going Shit. into this. Okay, okay, so theoretically, don't. If you're listening to the show and playing along, obviously this is a Googleable story, so don't do that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I've never heard this story. Could me be neither, fabricated. Boy, could be real. In the re- in the realm that this is a real story. Did Astro World then make that a theme in following Halloween's? <laughs> it's really fucking haunted by the shot, dude. <laughs> the opposite. So there were, I mean, numerous people died at Astro World and it never really made big news. Um, a couple of people, a maintenance guy died working on a ride. Dude, that's a fucking haunted thing. Man, do you think we just uncovered why the Travis Scott Astroworld killed all those teens? Because Astroworld in general is haunted. It's like a fucking (laughs) Native American burial ground of a theme park. Yeah. Wow, I think we just discovered... Hey, guys... We just discovered something. still sitting empty. For instance, 2005, it's it's just... It's grass. Like, nothing can be built on it to this day. (laughs) Damn. Seriously. Damn. From that event? From that event? No, no, no. So... Uh, to answer your question, Astral didn't capitalize on it. They went the opposite direction. And after that, like started installing metal detectors because they didn't have them before that. Uh, tempering the haunts, like don't touch them. They won't touch you. And generally making like the, the park and the experience just like a, a babier place. Hmm. But it did retain a bit of its edge. This is just an addendum. Because in 1999, Alice Cooper, who you just yeah. mentioned, so you're teeing me up all night, man. I'm the devil, and I make devil rock. <laughs> Alice Cooper opened a haunt there called Brutal Planet. What? An asteroid annexed an abandoned car lot next door just for the purposes of this haunt. The, the queue was in the office of the car lot, so it was all contained inside. And they were blasting Welcome to My Nightmare on constant oh, loop. Yeah. And in the center of the room. In the center of the room, there was a stage where gothed out late 90s dancers would work the line while park guests 
certainly not me and my brother, stuck dollars in their fishnet stockings no! and essentially turned the entire place, <laughs> the queue line, into a strip club. This is this is Ozfest if it was a haunted house. Seriously, a riot and fest. Since, yeah. since some of the dancers were only like 16, wow. word quickly got out and the cops came in and shut it down. So they renamed the haunt then from Brutal Planet to Time Terror, which was... The same haunt without just the intro Just close it room. down. Don't do it. It didn't work. No. Homie got abandoned. Actually, abandoned. Homie, got, homie got his wig split. Alice Cooper came and a bunch of kids got fucking, Busted. I don't know what. Close it down. Haunted house shouldn't be there. It's haunted in Texas. It's cursed in so Texas. Then, That's what happened. Wow. Man, we just solved that Travis that, Scott case. We really did. We really did. So yeah, they renamed it Time Terror and I actually bought the Time Terror entrance sign at auction and got Alice Cooper to sign it when he was at a con we were vending. Now, what did so, you say when you brought that thing? I'll tell you verbatim. Yeah. I went through the whole nervous spiel. You do feel like you're going to throw up before you meet somebody. You're kind of like, why am I doing this? It's going to make me throw up. Yeah. <laughs> And he, he he just goes, that's cool, man. <laughs> but his manager, who looked like a toad, he looked awesome. He looked, he was spherical. He busted up and he remembered fucking everything. He was like, dude, I remember we were supposed to play a show there that night. And like all these parents were mad about it. Wow. He's spherical. I'm picturing this tiny spherical manager. <laughs> like like the little uh, Danny DeVito from Paul the there. Hercules. Uh, oh, yeah. Undertaker. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Don't yes. come to my haunted house. Oh my god, that's amazing. What what a fucking story, dude. Yeah, uh, I I gotta tell you, I have a feeling that um, I know I, that this one was true because there was just so much detail, and it's also a very Googleable story. Yeah. Um, if it's not, you should write it. And if the Seriously. other one is not, you should, should be either way. Whichever one uh, is not true, you should write. But if this Astro World one is true, I'm spending my entire day tomorrow finding everything out about this. Yes, um, me too. Yeah. I'm so yeah. so like I'm it. not. You should. You I'm going to give ways. you my boss's email. Tell him I'm not getting it. You apologize for me. I'm not getting anything yes. done. Getting anything hey, you may not tomorrow. know me, but yeah, I told him a story about Astro World about ghost Alice Cooper getting shot. Dude. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. My last story is entitled Giggling in the Dark Spooky Basement. Did you, did you do the spooky basement part on purpose? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, okay, the I, was gonna say, I had to. I just had to. You know to. he's okay. here, right? <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks, Bryce. So I am in my early 20s. I had recently graduated, and I got my first like big boy job working for an online college, working as uh, pretty much like admissions uh, helping people get enrolled on this on online college, and I got pretty close to my coworkers. Uh, so close, in fact, that uh, one time on our lunch, one of my coworkers was like, "Hey, do you want a puff puff pass?" I was like, "Sure." So, so we went to his place. Oh, dude, you're getting stoned at the call center, man. Hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. You're getting stoned at the call center. So many people call you, you don't know they're stoned. You, you know, didn't, they I didn't say you. that. Okay, allegedly, but anyway, (laughs) I went to my buddy's place, and he lived in this old, it was kind of a smaller church, but they turned it into a duplex, and so him and three other buddies lived on one side, and the other side was vacant. There was nobody living over on that side. So I came in, intertypical, like, bachelor pad. They really didn't have any real seating uh, upstairs, but downstairs in the basement is like, you know... It's kind of unfinished. It's it's a church basement, so it's got that red carpet and kind of stone, like white stone as the walls. So it's, it was finished, but it kind of wasn't. 
in a way. But of course, that's where all their cool furniture was at. Like nobody really cares about the upstairs. You can't smoke upstairs, so you go downstairs. Oh, so yeah, yeah. so we're hanging out, we're passing whatever and doing whatever, and we're talking about work and we're talking about some stories and we're giggling as you typically do when you do those kinds of things. And then out of nowhere, we hear <laughs> this little girl giggling, and everybody got silent. You guys hotboxing. You guys were hotboxing hot in there. You were hotboxing in the in the sounds like the church basement or something like that in the dungeon. <laughs> and I will say it was just nothing but dudes. There was no women there or anything. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> <laughs> why, why is that funny? What's so funny about that? I must be missing something. We uh, get the best story, dude. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. We're, we're doing great. We're only an hour in. Okay, so... <laughs> just six dudes hanging out of the basement. Not just, a chicken just, si- yeah. just six dudes yeah. hanging out of the basement. You sounded so pumped about it. It's like, like, like a boys. This is a party. Seriously, though. You know how like, you get a bunch of guys together? <laughs> whether no you're girls. drinking or smoking or whatever, but we're all having a good time. We're laughing, telling crazy stories, and then we hear the little girl giggle, and everybody goes silent. And we're like looking at each other, trying to get affirmation. Like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Of course, all of us heard it. But my coworker turned to me and he's like, yeah, that happens quite often. Wait, what? So then he has to go on this long diatribe about how they used to have neighbors, but they moved out because they kept hearing weird noises and stuff. But the biggest thing that they heard the most was a little girl in their basement. And most of the time she's giggling or like... uh running around in the basement. So when they, when they, when they went down to do laundry and stuff, they were hear the giggle and run away. So <laughs> we're all fucking freaked out. You know, we're, I'm on, I'm on cloud nine and I'm freaked I gotta out. I got to add something real quick. Go ahead and add it, dude. <laughs> so when you, <laughs> when you got six dudes hanging out in the bro, dungeon, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If this story turns out to be fake, I think my reason for realizing that it's fake is because we know the dudes you're hanging out with. None of these dudes are explaining a long diatribe. These are the dudes that go, hey, did you guys hear that voice? And, and they're smoking weed. He goes, yeah, shut up, bitch. We always we hear that. We hear- you think I just hang out with assholes? I think yeah, I got, Come you on, like dude. idiots, bro. No, dude, it was this dude that worked with me, so he's on the phone all the time, so it was his job to talk. Of course, he's going to go on a long diatribe about the, the little Victorian girl that died in this church basement. Oh, this is the funniest story I've ever heard, dude. This is the funniest story I've ever heard. <laughs> it's not even my best story, but anyway. No, it's, so- uh, it's, it is. It is. It just became your best story. So we all got uncomfortable. We all went upstairs. I realized what time it was. We went back to work. And then that following day, he asked me to come over and do the same thing again on our lunch break. And I was like, I think I'm going to pass, dude. I'm going to pass. He's like, it's the little girl. I was like, yeah, it's definitely the little girl. Do you get what I'm saying, though? If this story turns out being fake, it's because... Picture guys that you leave the call center to go smoke weed with. When you when you tell them that you hear a girl's voice, he doesn't give you, oh, next door. Okay, that's fair. This girl died. They they say, that's just some bitch. And, you know, they move up. on down breaks. here. Who gives a fuck? Okay. okay. You know. Uh, well, so, if, you so, so if this story turns out to be fake, it's it's only because you're only, the only kink in your shield uh, was the ass, the idiot that you work with. 
Well, we'll find out. <laughs> okay. We'll find All, right. Out. All right. So you, you didn't see anything, Bryce? We did not see any ghosts or anything like that. I asked them if they ever seen a little girl down here. They do not. They only hear like footsteps and giggling. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah. Bryce, you just told a great story. Thank I really you. liked it. If it's fake, uh, it should be something because it's really <laughs> fucking funny. Okay. Um, in spots that you don't know it's funny you know I mean I like it a lot and it's also kind of spooky a point and click adventure yes yes, yes. point yes. and click yes. adventure do you want to smoke uh yes <laughs> you move forward <laughs> like classic stickdeath.com flash animation yes. there's yes. a bong in your hand and there's also the exit do you want to stay or do you want to hit the bong hit the bong yes. <laughs> you know and then you hear the giggling you pass oh. it to the idiot on the floor which, you know is sitting there in Indian style that you work with that you like would never hang out with if it wasn't a work situation. That's so true. That is you know? so true. We all got those work friends that are like they're nice, but you're like, dude, I would never hang out with you ever if if I had a choice about it. Well, there you have it. Our one truth and one lie. Excellent. So Good stories, everybody. You guys. Now it is our awesome. mission to figure out what was the truth and what was the lie. So we started off with Jamie here, so I think yeah. we should we should do that. Both New England ghost stories told here tonight submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. <laughs> um, the first one took place in Plymouth Rock. I was on a ghost tour, and I saw a ghost, and it, and it scared me, and I fell on the ground, and I broke my camera. Yes. Second story was in uh, Salem, Massachusetts. Stayed in the haunted Hawthorne Hotel. Uh, saw a spooky lady in my room later in the morning. Saw a portrait of the woman outside in the hallway. There you go. All right, All right uh, Clay, baby. <laughs> what do you? Which one do you think is the lie? Which is the fabrication? You already gave it away. So, so people have what are known as pantomimes. Mm-hmm. Guys have seventeen. Women have twenty. <laughs> Wow, look at this, dropping the facts. This sounds like... True romance reference. Oh, shit, okay, that went right over my head, because I was going to say, this reminds me of, like, when you're watching Saturday morning cartoons, and it hits that part where, like, they want to show you smart stuff, they're like, they have a rap, like, pantomimes, yeah, come on, let's say the pantomimes, and it's just like a definition for kids, but they make a rap out of it, that's what I thought you were doing, that's a good bit. This is Christopher Walken and True Romance, but yeah, yes, I, I really think in your, they're both plausible, but you're... First story, I think you you told a little more stiltedly, and you were kind of searching the walls as you told it. Whereas in the latter story, you were kind of looking upward into your brain, right? And you were just kind of more fixated as you told it. And I, I like the second one more. So context, please. Okay, okay. Wow, you used like you used some some forensics here. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what you, you did. did. But it's it's funny because I think the opposite. Okay. I feel okay. like the first story was so unbelievable, especially like your only proof that you could show us or tell us about was broken. Yeah. I think that one's true. Wow. I think the Salem, Massachusetts one of you seeing that ghost in your dreams and in real life is the false one. Right. We've also, I've also had similar experiences. Like we've been to Salem. Okay. And it was super spooky. Salem and, uh, we went to a, a ratty little like Indiana town. Santa Claus, Indiana for a honeymoon. Oh, and we stayed in a cabin in the yeah. woods. And my wife had an almost identical experience where she saw a ghost woman in a polka dot dress wow. in the middle of the night and swears it to this day. So huh. it's well. more believable, I guess. Okay, you guys reason. ready for the reveal? Let's see yeah. it. Let's hear it. The tale that was true and not a fabrication was the ghost 
in a Hawthorne hotel in Salem, Massachusetts. <gasps> nice. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but I want to add the note that they were both true, except for one tiny detail in the first story, which that there was no ghost on the camera. It was an orb. Okay. I saw an orb okay. and I farted <laughs> and I fell down. <laughs> but the, so that one's the fabrication. There's no ghost. Okay. I was just scared little ass kid. Yeah, had a Nirvana t shirt. <laughs> uh, long, baggy yeah, uh, jean yeah, shorts. Yeah. But the, <laughs> yes. the Hawthorne Hotel, that one really happened, man. And if you, you know, whether you believe in ghosts or not, like I said, that's just how it happened to me. Maybe, maybe she wasn't there. Maybe it was a shadow. But as I saw it, the lady in the room wound up being the lady of noteworthy history who was her portrait was outside in the hallway huh yeah so that's saw wild a ghost. saw a ghost okay man. well now we have clay babies of uh, a woman touching your pee pee uh, and <laughs> uh, alice cooper d- d- opening a strip joint so story one was the tale of the old ghost who possibly wanted to touch my wiener okay yeah. and that was mysterious unzips an old crone who would nightly watch me sleep and then eventually potentially touch my face at Kesley saw the portal aspect was when I was too high. <laughs> Imagine her coming. Okay, up so the you stairs. don't you don't think you really traveled through portals. You you think you were too stoned. Because this the, is important to my decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the latter the appendix to the story, um, it was entirely because I was in the scare zone. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The literal scare zone. You're in that I took too many edibles. Everything is scares. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was straight the the earlier part, all the night terrors and everything. That was that was so, more sober than I would have liked to have been. Sure. And then your and second then, story was about how the uh, scare actor in your Texas theme park got shot uh, for being too <laughs> scary. Yeah, pumpkin head. I think it is the one with the theme park because uh, is that what? is true or false? Is true. Sorry, is okay. true. I think the theme park Astro World story is true because it's Googleable. Mm-hmm. Now, it's pretty extreme. I would have thought I would have heard this story before because it's right up my alley. I love theme parks. I, I watch, listen to all kinds of theme park podcasts and, and YouTube series and stuff. And uh, I th- would have thought I would have heard this, but it does not ring a bell at all. That's the only reason it's making me think it's a little fake. But uh, the woman was too scary, I think. The, the woman in your house was, if I don't think ghosts are really as scary as you as you describe them. You did great, and it was a great horror story. But I, you know, if ghosts are real, I don't think they're as gnarly. And that's so. So that's my theory. I think that the Astro World murder is true. And uh, Bryce, what's your guess? I am going to do the opposite here. Okay. I really think that the Astro World one is true to a certain extent. But I think the first story about the ghost trying to you know, get a little fresh with you is true. <laughs> I mean, I think you added a little more horror elements into it. You're a great writer. So I think whether if this is true or not, you should definitely make a short story <laughs> or a short film or something about it. But I'm thinking that the first story is true. Okay. So scary Dracula yeah. is going to be disappointed Dracula. Oh, shit. Wow. is correct. Yeah. Story one is, is straight 100%. No embellishment terrifyingly authentic the second story is all hearsay so these were childhood playground legends Uh, i google them up and down cannot find anything to confirm but i do have pictures of Pumpkinhead. i remember him being there suddenly he was he was gone and the rumor just flying around Mm. the playground was that he got shot so there was that rules so you didn't you didn't straight up lie as Mm -hmm. much as you told uh uh old legend 
Yeah, I can't see yeah, it. Yeah, I, old man, urban legend. That was a good way to do it. So actually, I'm not disappointed at all, to be honest with you, because if that was pulled out of nowhere, maybe I'd be I'd be disappointed, like in myself, like damn man, I want to know about theme parks, dude. <laughs> but um, you know, the fact that it is based off something, these are something that kids actually thought, and there was a pumpkin head, and he did disappear one day. I'm cool with that. I, I feel happy knowing that that, that bare minimum and that's at. But I'm very scared about the lady trying to get in your pants, actually. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Wow. I, I still think that, I mean, there are a lot of horror movies based around amusement parks, but I really do like that concept of it being in Houston, kind of a more urban kind of style, and then that happens, and then Pumpkinhead does come back to haunt the, the oh, whole amusement okay, park, and then... I was stoked, man, because I don't know any, like, I don't know what's going on in politics now. I can't tell you anybody who's doing anything, but I sure. know the full storyline of Universal Halloween Horror Nights Halloween characters. Like, just oh, all their background and all that stuff. I know all I believe those guys. It. You know? All right. Now, it's time to figure out which one of my stories was fact or fiction. I would put one more second there. I would go fact <laughs> or fiction. Okay. You know, you hang it up. But that's I'm okay. Trying. Don't redo I'm it. Trying. Don't redo it. Just, okay. I'm just okay. giving you notes as we go. All right. So my first story was entitled The Mysterious Phone Call, where I got a random phone call while my great-grandma was dying in the hospital. Uh, moments after the phone call, I got a phone call from my mom telling, her that, telling me that my grandma had passed. My second story was the giggling in the dark, spooky basement about uh, six of my guy friends just hanging out <laughs> in a basement in, in a church boys. and, you know, doing our thing. Summertime, and we hear some wearing giggling. loose khaki shorts. Yes. Sitting in his style on the ground. <laughs> I always took off my button-down shirt and left yep. it upstairs. I didn't want to get smoky or anything, you know? Yeah. Because people yeah. on the phone could smell it. Um, <laughs> dudes are shirtless down there. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Hey, man, yes. we can't go back to the call center like this. We got to take your shirt off in the bro zone. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, Clay, what do you think? What do you think? Which one's the truth and which one is the lie? Something about the second story is just calling me. <laughs> I don't know if it's the spooky basement or the boys, but I definitely want this to be true. So oh, you want I'm, it to be true. Okay, you want it to be I'm, true. I'm gonna, as Jamie said, manifest it to yeah, the okay. true story. I really lie. want it to be the true story as well um, because I just love it so dearly. Uh, and I, even if it's not true, I mean, I got to start. I don't think it's the true one, unfortunately. Okay. The, I know enough about you. At this point, to know like little things in that story you wouldn't have done, like that's how long we've been podcasting together. Like just you saying that you went out on break to smoke a bong in some dude's base. I like you wouldn't do that. I know you enough not to do that. I was in my twenties. What do you expect? I don't know, man. I think you were. I think you were always. I think you're a relationship man. I think you're not. I don't think you were going to hang out with the bros on lunch break. I think you were making phone calls to whoever the, the shorty was at the time. Well, you, know? you are wrong because that story is true. Yo, it's totally yeah. true. Oh, <laughs> this, is a, this is a true win today, folks. You, you know, think so? When, 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 when I was facing the reality that Clay brought up, that this story might not be true, I was like, damn, we will live in a world where that might not be true. <laughs> so this is a true win for all of us listeners and, uh, you know, Clay, for being here. This is a true win. I agree. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. So you didn't speak to your dead grandma? 
okay, so that my first story was true, but for my mom. Uh. I stole the story from my mom because it actually happened to my mom. It did not happen to me. All right. So it does kind of exist. That is a very 70s ghost story. Yes. Because very telephones much so. were new. No, they were you not know? new. And we were scared <laughs> of telephones. They were not brand new, but like they were still new enough. We're not scared, scared of phones anymore. In the anymore. 70s? Okay. No, no, no. We're not. People were scared of phones in the 70s, you know? Okay. They're, uh, they're, <laughs> not that they were new, but they're old enough now where scared, phones aren't scary anymore. We're like, okay. ah, we, we get it. You know, it's even like cable now. Like, our TVs don't flick to static anymore. They flick to, to black. We're not scared of that shit anymore. But people in the 70s are like... I definitely talked to a dead person on the phone. It's like, no, you didn't, bro. <laughs> it was your neighbor. You're just scared, bro. Uh, no, it's well, cool. Your mom says it's true, but... Yeah, you got to yeah. believe my mom. I guess. I guess <laughs> I we guess, have no choice. I guess. Um, well, Clay, baby. Dude, <laughs> I know you've been a longtime listener. I know that you've been wanting to do this episode, so I'm glad that Big Ed gave us the opportunity to not only revisit this topic, but to invite you on the show as well. Shout out to Big Ed. He's a Texas legend. But yeah, this is great. I really appreciate the opportunity, guys. Actually, I, I met Clay at a horror convention through Matt, from our friend Matt at DinosaurDracula.com, and uh, I liked what he was doing. <laughs> And, I like uh, that you're pimping out his website. <laughs> well, you know, people still use dot coms. Actually, you're right. Everything's just on social now, right? Um, yeah. That's why that's that's gonna seem like an old thing. Make sure you go to my website, Halloween.com, <laughs> yeah. where I write all about Halloween. Um, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're I'm trying to plug you here. You have a really cool book series. People could still pick it up, I think, right? Or is it? Or is no, it? it's out of print. Oh, it's out of print. So I'm I'm doing this deep yeah. plug for nothing. They're but I'm selling mine on eBay. <laughs> I can't, saw, dude, there's I saw, an estate yeah. sale copy right now, which makes me feel really funny. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Does estate sale always imply that somebody died? I believe so. Maybe not. Like, can they, if it's like bankruptcy or something, can they seize it and do an estate sale? They could do that too. Yeah. Damn, that's even more depressing because I was going to say if, if a ghost has your book now. You know, but that this is just some guy who just didn't pay his credit cards or something like that. <laughs> that. And then we're in the scare zone, boys. We're thinking about paying taxes again. Oh, fuck. Downward spiral. No, I think it's you, pretty man. appropriate to be in the scare zone because it is Halloween. This is the most scared I've been uh, in October so far. Just think ah. about you and the bros down in the cellar, man. Yeah, dude. Going for real. So that was the true story. <laughs> that was a true story. I'm not even it joking. Just because we said we would dis- be disappointed. So, if that was no, I'm being serious. It was a true story. It was like the one and only time that I, I smoked during my lunch night. break, and my one and only time of hanging out with like my coworker. Like we had a weird relationship after that. You weren't doing that kind of thing, man. If I if I know no. you the way I think I know you, you were you were calling up girlfriend at the time. You know, I was. You know, on break. Uh, yes. I do want to wish everybody a happy Halloween. I think we've had a great forever boogus Halloween season here. And uh, we're hoping that you're having a beautiful Halloween day. Hell yeah, man. Happy Halloween. I think this is a great way for you to digest this episode. Listening to some true scary stories and one amazing story about shirtless bros. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. That's a, the, 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 it was a good story. It was a good story. The ghost part Thanks. is spooky. Um, Thank you. Well, that was the fuck what was up, man. We just podcasted weekly through september and october uh <laughs> oh yeah to get all the best halloween content we could for you guys and for us so it makes the season fun to talk about this stuff so thank you so much for listening through this halloween season everybody continue to listen 
through the uh, upcoming holidays. Yes, that's right. We got a lot lined up. I think Big Ed has a lot of cool things we're going to be covering. So until next time, always remember to be kind, rewind, and we'll all stay, stay spooky. spooky.